Our first scripture reading is from the Old Testament, Genesis 32, verses 22 to 31. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Our second reading is the Old Testament. Psalm 17, verses 1 to 7 and 15, and will be read responsively. Hear, O just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From you let my vindication come. Let your eyes see the right. If you try my heart, if you visit me by night, if you test me, you will find no wickedness in me. My mouth does not transgress. As for what others do, by the the word word of your lips, lips, I have avoided avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to hear me. Hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love. O Savior of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied beholding your likeness. Hear a just cause, O Lord. Attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From you, let my vindication come. Let your eyes see the right. If you try my heart, if you visit me by night, if you test me, you will find no wickedness in me. My mouth does not transgress. As for what others do, by the word of your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I will call upon you, for you will answer me. O oh God, incline your ear to me, hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I wake, I shall be satisfied beholding your likeness. Our next reading is from the New Testament, Romans 9, verses 1 to 5. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, 
my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is over all. God blessed forever. Amen. Our final reading is from the New Testament, Matthew 14, verses 13 to 21. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds, and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left, over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men besides women and children. This is the word of the Lord. My sermon this morning is based on the last reading that we had, Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21. Before I start, I would like to ask God strengthens my spirit and guides my tongue so that I can deliver his words clearly and effectively. Usually, when we read the Bible, we read it in small doses, little sips at a time. This means that the links between the various thoughts about the one subject with another subject may not be in stride. In my professional training, we always thought about the system level links and response. You cannot just look at one area. So today, I will attempt to put the reading of Matthew chapter 14 in context. In the first chapters of Matthew, Joseph and Mary fled from Judea, taking their child with them, because Herod the Great was killing Jewish children as he heard that the king of the Jews had been born in a place called Bethlehem. Judea was a dangerous place for Jews who awaited a Jewish king. Herod ruled Judea as a puppet state of Rome by means of terror for many decades. He died shortly after Jesus was born and was responsible for the slaughter of the innocents. This is why Mary and Joseph fled to Egypt. A successor, Archelaus, was ruling at the time Joseph and Mary heard of the death of Herod. They started to return home to Judea, but fearing Archelaus, made their way to Nazareth in Galilee. Years later, another evil king, Herod, put John the Baptist to death because he had a great following and was announcing that indeed a righteous kingdom was near. Now John the Baptist was in prison because John dared to speak against Herod for the sake of Herodias, the wife of Herod's brother, 
John said, and I quote Matthew chapter 14 verse 4, it is not lawful for you to have her. During the celebration of Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for Herod, and Herod promised her anything that she asked for. Prompted by Herodias herself, her daughter asked John the Baptist for the head, asked the king for John the Baptist's head on a platter. So Herod commanded that John the Baptist be beheaded, and this was done. Now when Jesus heard of this calamity, and knowing that he too would be a target for persecution, he decided to withdraw to a solitary place. He needed to plan a strategy, so he decided to go and pray and contemplate what is next. He withdrew into himself and went on a boat to a desolate place so that he can be by himself. Why, you may ask? Because he wanted to have some inner reflection on the things that were happening at that time. Sometimes, when we have too many things all at once, we must stop and reflect on those things and formulate a plan. Now when the crowds heard of this, they followed him on foot from the towns around where he was. When he went ashore, he met with them a great crowd. He, being Jesus, had compassion on them and started healing their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is nearly finished. Please send the crowds home so they can travel to their villages and have something to eat and drink. But Jesus said, No, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. Remember, this was a desolate place, and they were begging Jesus to send the clouds away. All we have, they said, we have five loaves and two fish. How many can that feed? Jesus said, bring those things here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said, a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. Following the feast, the disciples took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. And those who ate were about five thousand. Now, this is the story of a miracle. But which miracle is it? The obvious answer is the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes. Now Matthew places this story in a section of the gospel that shows Jesus preparing the disciples for their mission when he was no longer on earth. He was preparing them for the crisis of opposition in ministry and revealing to them the meaning of the bread of life. Jesus taught them what they can do even though their resources appear to be meager and their circumstances fraught with danger. He said to, this disciple, to these disciples, they do not need to go away, you give them something to eat. That's verse 16. What he's saying is you have the resources to solve this problem. Take the initiative, be the leaders in your community. 
In today's COVID-19 pandemic, we can see various responses from various leaders. Now, every one of us, by our own nature, thinks of how these events affect us before we think of others. When we started the lockdown on March 16, 2020, notice how we reacted. Within days, all the toilet paper was sold out. Now, I really don't understand why that happened, and I asked my wife why, and she couldn't explain it either. In contrast, notice how Jesus brought the concern of the people who were getting hungry up in front of the face of the disciples, and he looked at their reaction, their reaction to the Lord's call. Jesus saw need, felt compassion, and said, Feed my sheep. This is a desolate place, said the disciples. There is nothing here. In the last 18 weeks, how many times have we felt that this is a desolate place? There were no masks. Hand sanitizers was in short supply. Line up for basic needs that we need to live. We see our needs, but don't see what the Lord has provided. We cannot gather in groups of more than 50 people for worship. So the solution proposed by Dan and Alex Plant was to set up a webcast, a YouTube, so that we can do our worship from the safety of our homes. Birthday parties became drive-by celebrations. People learn how to adapt. On a personal note, I have spoken to my siblings more than before the pandemic set in, because the only way to communicate with them is through the telephone. I also walk around my neighborhood, and now I know pretty well everyone that lives in my village. So why do some feel weak and dejected? Is going to a bar with friends the only way of life that we know? Maybe some of us have forgotten that the Lord is our shepherd, and he will provide. We have nothing to feed this great crowd. There are so many, and we are so few. The need is too great. There is a lad here who has five loaves and two fishes. The resources are scarce. Let us look at the miracle of the loaves to the point of two higher order miracles. Now in John's scripture, he tells the same story. But in his gospel, he recorded Jesus' words as, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread come down from heaven. If a man eats this bread, he will live forever. Matthew tells the story more subtly, but the Eucharistic reference is unmistakable. In verse 19 it says, We have a reminder of the Last Supper, the Eucharistic feast. Jesus takes bread, recognizes it as the Father's gift, looks up to heaven, blesses it, breaks it, and instructs his disciples to distribute it. Then in verse 20, we see another subset of the story. The disciples get everyone to work together for a common purpose. I would often wonder, what if we ganged together as one and worked on the COVID-19 vaccine as a singular priority and not as a fragmented, polarized entity? What could we achieve? One of my vice presidents always told me, if you take two horses and tie their tails together, they will go nowhere. But put them in the harness and you can plow the fields. Everyone gathered was filled 
and much was left over. The disciples gathered up the baskets, twelve of them, one for each disciple. Each one of us has a mission to perform. One of telling the good news of the indefinite, the infinite abundance of God's love from which we can all eat. You may be hungry and in a desolate place. You want to be generous, but there are many and you are so few. What can you do? Well, feed the others and you will be fed. Individualistic thinking is replaced by community outreach. Sit down. Divide the bread. The bread of heaven will never run out. Your thirst must be thirst for righteousness. The streams from heaven's throne will never run dry. You have life. You have it more abundantly if you divide and pass the bread. Jesus miraculously fed 5,000 people. Actually, it's 5,000 plus. Strengthened the faith of his inner circle by doing what he did with the loaves and fishes. This left an enduring message for succeeding generations. Our Lord continues the miracle of the loaves as his life strengthens millions around the world who feed on the bread of life. We in turn work in the creation of a renewed earth under the reign of God. We as first line respondents continue to gather up the broken pieces, the broken lives, and restore them. If you look around, you will see we have all the skills to do many wonders. We just have to stop and contemplate what God is instructing us to do. Listen to his commands and then act. So leave your place of weakness and dejection and pass the bread to your friends and neighbors. Lift up their hearts. The crops are ready to be harvested. The only issue is the laborers are few and far between. To him be all honor and glory given as he leads us through the rough patches of our life here in this place. Protect us forever and ever. Amen.